You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where each and every week we come at you live from the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation studios, a.k.a. It sounds very exciting. Our living room. Don't tell them where it is. Oh, Don't no. tell them where it's it is. It's our living room. <laughs> Has been for almost nine years <laughs> of the existence of this show. And we love having the opportunity to just speak mm-hmm. into what's going on in married life. Right. And what will impact couples for their marriage to help it move from whatever level it's at to a little bit better, if not a lot better. That's the goal. A lot better, I'd say. And the way we know what's going on and where we're heading, because SMR is listener-driven radio, is you give us a call with your questions, 214-702-9565, or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is the inbox that you can ping us at that gives us all kinds of information about people with their story, their background, what's going on, and how we can maybe help. Because mm-hmm. I can guarantee it, and this is one of the things that's rung true through this whole journey together thus far, babe, is... If you're experiencing some sort of a struggle or issue, you are not alone. Mm-mm, not alone at all. Which we're in I'm this together. Particularly excited about today's episode and where we're heading. Okay. Because um, the guest today speaks into. Um, there's a lot of people that are facing what their journey has been, and so they went out and started something to try to help fix it. I love that. And I offer love a that. Resource. Become part of the solution. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of resources, we have a new one that's out that we talked about a couple last couple of weeks called uh-huh. The State of Our Union. Mm-hmm. And if you go to smrnation.com forward slash union, you can sign up and get weekly questions that prompt uh, meaningful conversations mm-hmm. in, your, in your relationship. And we're already getting feedback about how great the conversations go. Love that. And how they love the fact that it just comes right to your phone. Yeah, it's an easy way to be really intentional with your spouse. So take advantage of this because Good. I think it's something that can be incredibly impactful for your relationship to move it beyond the surface and get it to the deeper and have that weekly touch point. Mm-hmm. And we'll walk you through it the whole year. Absolutely. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio, I mentioned we have a guest, Aaron Ramachandran. I love that name. Is she and her husband Keith? Uh-huh. Uh, she wrote a book a couple years ago, and now they have a nonprofit that they've started uh, called Mental Health Strong. Very cool. Okay, it basically, is walking through their journey of the realization of the mental health issues Keith has mm-hmm. uh, with OCD, anxiety, depression, PTSD. I mean, there's several different diagnoses that he's had. Okay, based on some lifelong kind of things and some trauma and some mm-hmm. different things. So this is their story of how when married life hit and that became cleaner mm-hmm. about what we were really facing, they started thinking, There's, what do we do? How do we, how do we address this? And they didn't find much. Not it a really lot of did, resources for them. It really did help. So they thought, let's create one. Nice. And so this is their journey together of dealing with information for the spouse when you're alongside someone that has mental illnesses and information for the person that yeah. is struggling. And then on top of that, relational 
resources. That's wonderful and so timely right now because the, this, this is even more intense right now with the COVID situation and all. It's absolutely intense. Yep. So I'm so glad to have her on the so, show. That's what's the regular version. It's just their story, how this mm-hmm. all came to be. And then coming up on the extended version, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. She and I go deeper into the conversation about what are some practical help and resources mm-hmm. that are available. And she has a really nice acronym that kind of just walks you through. Here's the things to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. And here's the things to do. And you know what? it coincides really well with SMR's nation's message. Sweet. So it fits if it's really well. And so all that's coming up on, on today's show. Well, I love the fact that SMR has been around for so long now that uh, I will occasionally get emails from people saying, hey, I'm a big fan or I listen and I've got something that you need to know about um, because there's work going on. And I know full well that Sexy Marriage Radio is not the only resource out there helping couples. There's a lot of people and we love collaborating with a lot of good, helpful resources. And so joining me today, uh, Aaron Ramachandran is, uh, I guess you could say founder, but it's, it, there's a site and resource she's got available in a book that's called Mental Health Strong. And I am hooked on on just a little bit I've 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 already gotten into with this Aaron and I'm so glad you're spending some time with us today to walk us through kind of your journey and what you see because man we are particularly in an incredibly unique set of circumstances right now obviously with what's yeah. going on with the pandemic and just 2020 Let's <laughs> we'll just Definitely. frame it that way. And it's probably not <laughs> yeah. going away anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> right. um, but Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having us, Corey. I really appreciate it. And, and so I'm curious because Mental Health Strong, um, th- that just begs the question, how did this come to be for you? Yeah. You know, I got married over 12 years ago and my husband and I felt like God brought our marriage together. And some of the things I believed at that time was if you do the right things, then everything in your life should turn out well. Right. Uh, Seems like a common thing that we're taught. And so when we got married, basically right away into our marriage, something wasn't right. Okay. So my husband who pursued me and prayed for me and we both felt led to be together. Then we got married and he was basically cleaning um, more time than he was spending with me. And at the worst time of our marriage, it was 12 to 16 hours a day. Uh, Both him and I did not understand what mental mental illness was. He didn't know that he had a condition. And so about a year into the marriage, we ended up, um, saying, you know, you need to either go to a doctor or figure out what this is so that we can start working on it. Otherwise, you know, this isn't going to really work out. Right. And so, yeah, he went to the doctors and he was diagnosed in two minutes with obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. Later, he's been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and panic disorder. So you can understand two people that got married um, to do God's work. And we thought that it was going to be this lovely marriage. Right. We got hit right away right. into about 10 years of difficult marriage. Okay. And yeah. so all of a sudden now the shine 
and the illusion <laughs> and the fantasy of this happily ever after Correct. Uh, in your particular instance was dispelled completely differently than because I think I think there's going to be overlaps to a lot of people in the sense right. that, you know, I think we all buy into this illusion right. of and in some regards, Aaron, you, I think you understand this, that uh, there is an element of idealistic distortion when we're dating. Otherwise, <laughs> would, would, marriages, would marriages really happen very often? Um, because there is components of, whoa, what did I get into? And I think that's a universal thing. Um, but what your particular bent has been based on your experience has yep. been, um, wow, we got bigger deals that have, that right. have now come to the surface for both of you. Cause I even get the right. sense that may, your husband wasn't even aware, he wasn't of, even aware of the depth of what's going on in his, Correct. in his well being. Yeah. And you know, some people will ask us, well, didn't you guys know before marriage? And, and we really did not because they were manageable. Okay. Um, where they became out of control was due to trauma. And I think that happens for a lot of people that yep. they might have something, you know, one in five of us ha- will be diagnosed every year for a mental illness, just like we get diagnosed for a physical illness. Yep. And then imagine with the pandemic. So this is happening all around us. And yet we don't talk about it and we don't have the same compassion for it like we do with physical illness. Right. Mental no. illness, people think someone did something wrong. And it's like, my husband didn't do anything wrong. He had this. Um, we now recognize he had it as a child. It was undiagnosed for 18 years. And then trauma made it out of control. And so now he's learning and as adult after having 18 years and undiagnosed, what is this? How to live with it? And then the normal life stressors come in, right. you know, job loss and different things. Right. Plus marital stressors. And, and marital stressors. And life. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. So it's, because there's this. Okay, because this I, I love the concept that um, and and what it is that you're focusing on, on in the sense of just the mental health aspect of life. Obviously, that's my wheelhouse too, with profession, um, <laughs> and and working with people, and more and more finally, uh, research and science is being devoted to the aspects of trauma, and yes. and what does that really look like, and how do people address it better. Because trauma, even of it, in and of itself, is is a loaded word. It is. Right? And so yeah. I think it might be beneficial, based on the experience you guys have been through, um, yeah. is, is let's unpack some of these and the meanings of them. Yeah. Right? Because when you're talking about mental health, mm-hmm. you also can drill down deeper. You're talking about different aspects and, and diagnosable ailments that are, that are under that umbrella. Right? Correct. Absolutely. And, and I love the way that you framed it of his experience was, it was, it was noticeable, but manageable correct until it became apparent that it's not correct. Correct. So in pre-marriage, it was, he was an organized guy, you know, in different things. It was very attractive post-marriage with trauma and then new location, moving to a new job, a new person living with you and marriage and those sort of things that was you know just one of those is enough stress but add all of those in and it just spiraled down so um he didn't know who he was and I was devastated in this marriage and you know our faith is really important to us and so I even went back to my vows and it was like in sickness and in health and I'm like if I really believe this is a sickness right if I had cancer, would he leave me? I'm like, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
So then how do I walk alongside him if he's got a mental illness Mm -hmm. and he's not able to sometimes do the things that he would expect for him to do or I would expect for him to do? What do we do with that? And so that's the journey we've been on. And, you know, there's research out there, a worldwide study that says when they looked at marriages with mental health conditions, you're 20 to 80% more likely to get divorced. And the 80% is when it's severe. Right. So we are 80%. And if you're out there listening and, you know, either you struggled with divorce or you have gotten a divorce, you know, there's no shame and stigma with that because there really wasn't any resources. You Google right. resources for this, there's there's nothing in right. the space. They normally, in the marriage um resources like yours it's about like meeting each other's needs and working on yourself and different things but when your spouse is sick they can't meet your needs right and then you go to the mental illness resources and they're a lot of times about the parent-child relationship because the marriage relationship hasn't made it and why is that because of the study so we're we we really want to help those marriages say there's actually resources and we can help you figure out what's worked for many of us and how to help where if both people want to make it work, that's your message right. in SMR. Right. If both people want to do their part, you can make it work. Right. And so I, I want to touch on this just real quick because this one of the things that you're talking about is, yes, I can see that there are the resources that are, are aimed at parent and child. But it would seem so easy and commonplace that the marriages that do function, and I'm not going to say thrive by any mean, maybe barely survive, but it becomes a a companionate marriage because it almost takes on that role of parent child. Totally. Totally. And so how does a, how do, how do you guys avoid that? I mean, cause that's, that is one of those things. Cause you're, you're even touching on it a little bit thus far. And I'm sorry, yeah. I'm trying not to keep my, I'm, I'm trying to keep my therapist hat off in this you conversation. <laughs> you're totally fine. <laughs> but because it's, it's this element of you're kind of recognizing an issue and that leaves a spouse in a real precarious yeah, situation of like, okay, I can't fix this for you. I am Correct. almost damaged from this, you know, collateral right. damage. I've got to deal I was. with. And, <laughs> but how do I inspire a spouse yeah. to get up and find some answers? Correct. Well, and a lot of it, it was one of the podcasts I listened of yours too, of just, I, you know, I, I talk about, I had, well, I burnt out. So I did two different ways of functioning with it. One, yeah. I over-functioned. Yeah, which would be other, common. I would, and then the other, I went to under-functioning, like where I was in denial about what was actually happening and okay. just living in like this roommate situation. So when I was over-functioning, I actually burnt out. And that was really the pinnacle of my my journey to get help because the reality is if I didn't work on my anger, my codependency, my boundary issues... I wasn't going to be able to be there with my spouse. If I just looked at his stuff, right. the marriage wouldn't work. I had to work on my stuff so I was healthy and then I could help him but not take it on. Right. There, right. Again, if if he chooses certain things, there may be positive or negative consequences of that and allowing that to happen and not trying to make everything happen where I don't feel shame or he doesn't feel shame or we're expected someplace and he doesn't make it, mm-hmm. you know, how do we do that and allow just the normal things. Um, and you know, he has expectations of me. He's like, I can't be in this if you're yelling at me or angry with me. 
Right. Um, you have to control yourself too. Right. So it's, it's, we've right. gotten to a much healthier spot, but, uh, and we haven't arrived at all, but the tools of how do I work on my stuff, him work on his stuff. And then we work on the stuff in the marriage. And now, you know, we really love being together. So we, what are the signs when it's off, off balance? I would say where one person is um, not recognizing what their feelings are and just over-functioning. Um, now, let's just take a, so I'll answer the question. So over-functioning, or I would say a lot of the marriages we see is they're, they don't even recognize what's happening. Right. They're rocking on what I would call eggshells. They're yep. existing. Yep. So those would be the two. And then people say, well, should I just not expect anything of my spouse? And I said, no, that's not it no, either. That's not a marriage then. <laughs> that's not a marriage, right? <laughs> you got it. So where I go with that is what, what is reasonable? Okay. So there is a study out there when there's mental illness, severe mental illness, uh, that what percentage do you think, Corey, people will have a full-time job? Of like the person with the mental illness, mm -hmm. uh, I would think it would be pretty high. Okay. Actually, so I, am I it's, wrong? Yeah, it's twenty-two percent. Really? And a full-time job is eleven percent. So okay. if I take a male in the American culture, it would and many cultures, okay. it would be expected that he would have a job. That would be the expectation. Okay. Now, I now see that where you're we've going. learned this, okay. the expectation is. Not that he's going to have a full-time job forever, but it's that he continues to try to keep a job, Correct. continues to try to build new skills, continues to try to find what makes him tick. And it might be that he works and then he doesn't work. Okay. He works and then he doesn't work. But then talk about finances. Yep. You got to plan for that. Yep. And so how do you live together both on less so that when the job goes up and down, You've got the benefit when the job is there, but yep. you're not living on both salaries. And that also adds a um, gender component to it because I, I put Eve under the category of security-seeking creature that, mm -hmm. that when that is threatened, women – and I'm not faulting this or judging it, but it does seem right. to really rock them different. Correct. And not that men are immune to this by any means, but there is right. an element of men are like, yeah, I'll find another one. You know, there could be a little more – aloofness when it comes to uh, addressing this. So, okay. Right. So I see what you're saying in the sense that when you're dealing with a lot of these kinds of issues, it is going to wreak havoc in just some practical Correct. role, responsibility, uh, consistency, everything. And so now you're adding a whole nother layer to deal with on how do you unpack it? How do you address it? Because it would seem to me, Aaron, it would be very, very easy. And this would be why the divorce rate would be even higher. <laughs> because you get um, issue upon issue upon issue upon issue. And you've created this huge onion of, right. of things with all these different layers that you're having to address. Right. While probably at, at the expense of addressing what's at the bottom of that onion. Right? Yeah. <laughs> of not even exactly. recognizing. It's just you're seen as inconsistent you're seen as irresponsible. You're, you know, it, yep. we could play it off all kinds of different ways rather yep. than what if it's something else. Yep. And then imagine the stigma around mental health and addictions, mm -hmm. which addictions many times are an illness too. 
And then you've got people secluded because they don't feel okay to share it with their family because they don't want their family to look down on their spouse. Right. And they don't feel comfortable sharing it with their friends because they normally do have more extreme circumstances than, although what is a normal marriage, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah, I do. And and so what is it that brought, um, I'm, I'm impressed with your husband and, and in a, so courageous. In a will, uh, courageous is a great word, because what is it that, that actually got him in touch with that courage to go seek answers? To seek answers and even now be willing to share our story. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to use our story to help people. And he shares his part of the story, too. What right. is it like to be in a marriage where you struggle with daily functioning? What do right. you do? So what was it then? Because you're saying about a year in is when a year it, in. it really yep. started becoming real paramount of like, whoa, yeah, this so, is different. Yeah. What happened was, you know, I was crying every day. I was just like, what is this? And so I basically said, I think there is something. I Again, we didn't know about mental illness. So right. you have one month to to go see somebody and see what this is. And then we got a diagnosis and then we were on this journey to figure out what this is. And Okay. So you basically drew a line of like, you have yeah. a month and, yep. and I'll kind of yep. wait and see what happens from there. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's a courageous move yep. too. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, uh, mentors alongside me, um, guiding me. It's not like I knew how to do this. Right. Um, but when it's affecting your health, so it was affecting my health. And if I'm the one trying to keep the stable job, it's important that I'm able to function. So my needs became important too in this. Um, And so learning that, again, to have both in balance, that both needs matter, both feelings matter. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's when you find marriage is is you get the two functioning people as best as they can. (laughs) And I think I put I put category of functioning. My qualifier for that is. I recognize even the areas where I'm not functioning well improves my functioning. Yes. Right. Because I, I realize that, you know, that's that whole idea of I wake up and I'm not at my best that day. And if right. I try to fake it, everybody else wreaks the havoc from that. But if I come right. out and say, you know what? I am not at my best. I need to alter. I do this as profession, professional sometimes where I've had times where I just don't have the mental energy to really help people. So I move clients that day because I recognize I am not going to do a good service today. And I want, I want people to truly get the benefit, not just somebody listening, nodding. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's times of like, uh, no, this is a mental health day. It's kind of the way I'll I'll frame it as, because I need to restore and rest. And so I think that is better functioning. It's not just, as I think you you described going into this, we had this belief coming in, we're all going to be fully functioning. Correct. Rather than, wait, functioning is a relative term. I can, yes. I can have the courage to find the resources to help improve my capacity to do what needs to be done, to deal with what needs to be done, and to reach out for help when I need it. That's functioning. Exactly. exactly. And then you're exactly. describing it's it's important for both members of the spouse, yep. a, a spousal unit to do this, yeah. Because it's easy to get sucked into I'm all alone in this. Totally, and getting that help, yeah. And you know, then it was also working on for me grief. 
So I thought grief was only when someone passed away. Right. And what I learned is grief is actually working through loss of expectations for me. And so I had therapists that I was working with and I actually went to like a a grief um, retreat. Yeah. And that was really life changing for me where it allowed me to accept what was happening, but then to be able to, how do I grieve it and then be able to get to acceptance. Um, but I could, I had to stop ignoring that this was my situation. Right. Um, and that both of us were hurting. He felt alone in fighting every day, his mental illness. And I felt alone with living with mental illness mm-hmm. of the spouse. And so then we started to say, how do we together fight the mental illness together? And what does that look like? Okay. And uh, that's been really helpful for us. Yeah. That, I love the framework because now all of a sudden you're taking it that's not personal. It's, yes. it's a task that we both are trying to get after. Correct. In, each in our own way. Correct. Okay. Yep. And, and that I, doesn't mean I make things easy <laughs> and take on the responsibilities. <laughs> well, true. But it also doesn't mean you make things easy by, you know, acting like it's not there and, you know. Exactly. And it's all on it. So it's, it, it truly is you both, because this is at the crux of the whole thing is marriage is a choice. Correct. And regardless of circumstances, it's still a choice. Yes. And so how do we each own our choices better and make them with actions? Exactly. And that's where I want to shift to you with you in just a minute, Aaron. Sure. Uh, when we move into the extended content, it's just to talk about because the resource you've got with Mental Health Strong um, has has a lot of resources available, some totally. training, some education, and it looks like it's just beginning, right? Like it you're, is. you're on the yep. cusp of you're on the cusp <laughs> of a lot of things that are coming. And so yep. I want I want people to hear how do they find you? And then yeah. where we're gonna go in the extended content, just as the tease for everybody that's not a member of the extended content. Uh, we're going to start talking about what are some practical things people can be doing. But how, yeah. how do they find how do they find you and more of the story and the resources you have? Wonderful. So Keith actually built our website. Uh, so it's www.mentalhealthstrong.com. And we really want to provide hope, resources, and support for marriages with mental health or addiction challenges. Uh, so right now there is the book, and it's won a couple awards. Uh, they're all the resources within the book. They're free on the website. So there's over 50 of them and you can sort by what, which role you're in, mm-hmm. whether it's resources for you, your spouse or the marriage. Okay. So there's different things that we've done across all three. Uh, we now, uh, just started due to the pandemic. So three months ago, we started a, a virtual support group. So it's on the first Tuesday of every month. And that allows where people can meet others that are in uh, the situation, I would say the spouse role where you don't have the diagnosis. Yep. Um, and so all those spouses are meeting together. We have um, representation all over the world, which is pretty neat uh, that people are finding us. And then there's YouTube videos and we're starting to do partnerships with podcasts just like this one. And we're looking really to help get the word out because when I Google Christian marriage and mental illness or addiction. Yeah. Nothing really comes up. So yeah, we want to help needed, fill that. It is an absolutely needed resource. And yeah. I love the work you guys are already doing and know for sure the blessing the work was going to be for those that are coming. So this is well, great. Well, thank you. I mean, we're excited. And, you know, like you said, we're new in this book came out in 2019. 
So it's been out a little over a year and, you know, just started the support groups three months ago. So I have a full-time job. Uh, I work at a non or um, a healthcare administration yeah. role. Uh, and so this is just a part-time thing that we're just excited about helping people in a ministry wow. for us. Thank you so much for what you're doing uh, and Thank what you, you will be doing. And uh, I wish you all the best and Godspeed with everything that you got going. Yeah. And thank you for SMR, you know, talking about the topics that are difficult in marriages so that people don't feel alone. I mean, it's incredible. Thanks. Well, I look forward to continuing this conversation in just a little bit. Sounds good. Pam, I think the thing I love the most about this conversation with Aaron, Mm -hmm. just hearing their story, is the fact that they reached out. They've listened to SMR for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, She even made a comment before we started recording of how beneficial our shows have been talking about the things that people need to be talking about, yeah. but they don't really know how, you yeah, know, we've always had that. as a goal at SMR here is that we want to help people frame conversations. Yeah. And man, what rings so true to me about what they're doing is just he- helping people frame a path. Right. Right. Having solutions for it, not just saying what the problem is, but providing a, a path and a, a kind of a lighted way to go, right? Because it is one of those things that you just think of all of the stressors that we get in marriage anyway, just with life and the shortcomings and the disappointments and the the diagnoses Mm -hmm. that we get that aren't even mental health, they're just health. Mm -hmm. And all those hurdles they can create, it's, it's amazing to me on, in the mental health world, how there is still the taboo. Oh, certainly. And it's not being talked about and it's yeah. not being addressed. And so I'm so grateful for Keith and Aaron mm-hmm. and their willingness to, here's our story. Yeah. And let alone more than that, here's some things that people can do that I think will help. Right. So check them out. Uh, if we left something undone or you want a little bit more information, uh, let us know. 214-702-9565 or as always, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So however you choose to listen Whenever you listen, we're so grateful that you take time out of your week each and every week to listen. We'll see you next time.